we straighten this up. I yeah. don't have a drink to pour this time. I'm drinking whiskey out of Solidarity to podcast. Oh. I should have... Uh, I was going to make a whiskey drink, but I was like, no, I need a can to pop. And now I'm the only That's one fair. with a canned beverage? This is... You're the true hero of the podcast this week, Andrew. I suppose so. Thank you for I stay keeping consistent. us in line. Yes, I have... Uh, to this week, I have a White Claw. I'm back to White Claw, baby. Back so, to White Claw. Back to White Claw. High noons? I will say high noons. I was complaining about those on an episode, I think. Or not complaining, talking about them. They're a lot better than White Claw, but they're much more expensive. An 8-pack oh. of high noons is the same price as a 12-pack. Andrew, have you tried the Bud Light... Uh, I don't know, like oh, seltzer hard water seltzer? thing? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Seltzer right. light water. Yeah. It's okay. That's that's all right. fine. Yeah, I think White Claw is better. Personally. I know some people are like, oh bro, it's fucking Bud Light. How could it be better? I'm like, well, I mean you said in the name, buddy. Like it's just it's just not that good. It's really cheap though. It's super inexpensive. Which I guess yeah, is like a, good a qualifier for, for a quality seltzer water. Is you know, how many how many ounces of alcohol am I getting per dollar? It's probably uh, a lot for the Bud Light one. I really, I okay. So if we're gonna, let me talk to you guys about hard seltzer first. First of all, you are aware of Four Loco, correct? Are you both aware of Four Loco? Have you tried yeah, Four Loco? Is it Loco? still a drink? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think there was a night where the three of us drank Four Locos at my apartment in college. I have never had a Four Loco. Oh, but okay. I it was of. just me and Hayden then. Because yeah, I fair. swore he came over. I was like, all I have is Four Loco. <laughs> 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 this was when Four Loco was good and had caffeine in it. And it was like really, really, really dangerous to drink. Um, because of like, it was like an energy drink that was, I think, 17% alcohol, which is insane to offer to humans. It was killing people left and right. Like people were dying from Four Loco. So, uh, you know, that's like a, that's like an alcohol company, like stamp of approval. Like, wow, we've, we've had to... The government had to step in to stop us from <laughs> yeah. killing teenagers. They were drinking our drink to death. That's yeah. how yeah. good it was. Can you imagine you know. being that company and just being like, maybe we're worse than cigarettes, guys. Like, people are fucking dying out there. <laughs> having, are, having to have that are, discussion is rough. Yeah. Are we the baddies? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, I thought we were just out to party. I think we're the baddies. <laughs> anyway, so for Loco. So for Loco... Um, when like the, I think the hard seltzer world has slightly plateaued. I think we're, we're at the plat. We're kind of like at the craft beer plateau of hard seltzer where there's so many that the popularity has just plateaued. The amount of people who are going to drink hard seltzer will barely increase and decrease from the most likely. Right. Uh, anyway, so for loco, when, uh, right when this, uh, right when we were about to plateau, uh, for loco released a tweet that said something along the lines of white like it was i think it called out white claws like white claw ran so we could fly and uh they posted a picture of a white claw or a not white claw of a four loco hard, hard seltzer water that was 15 percent alcohol and i was like oh my god i can't wait to have a four loco hard seltzer <laughs> that's 15 percent alcohol that's three times more powerful than white claw I was so jacked. I was like, I can have one of those <laughs> instead of three white claws. That's like efficiency. You know? Oh, shoot. Yeah. yeah. And and then they never released it. I never saw them in stores. I don't know what happened. I bet you the FDA was like, no, just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. not. Yeah. Are you seeing the you people who are once. drinking these? Yeah. You've tried this once. <laughs> We're not letting it happen again. We're done. We're done with you for just taking vodka and putting a little spritz of water in it and relabeling it. <laughs> 
Yes, that is yes, correct. They they filled a can with vodka and then added soda water. They're like, send it out. <sighs> Maybe add some artificial flavor of some sort. I don't know. Either I would, way, I would love to see what they would do for advertisements for those because you know that those I, there's a lot of uh, alcohol brands that know their audience, but there's the other ones that just like want to get into the niche groups. And I feel like they would do that drink and then have like two men in suits like sipping on it in like a high class bar and be like this is the drink of man and you're like absolutely not you know what they should have is uh what they should show is uh a girl or a guy so they should have their ads should be like i'm thinking like a you know like a magazine ad it should be one person is vomiting into a toilet and the other person is shotgunning <laughs> uh one of the the heart, four local hard seltzers that that's that's their image right <laughs> and there's like cans of it everywhere they should say the jingle. when everyone quit, we keep going. Their jingle can just be someone going, "Woo, <laughs> <laughs> let's go!" That's what they're. Yeah, some woos and let's goes, and that's it. That's all you need. Have you guys? Uh, speaking of let's go, um, have you have you witnessed the let's go phenomenon at all? Um, I, I think it's really popular with streamers who stream like battle royale games such as Fortnite or uh the new call of duty battle royale which isn't that new anymore i guess but i'm a boomer so i think it's new but have you guys heard like no dude you're talking about i'm an old man about it i'm like no not well i don't know if this is no the things you say it's on (laughs) i don't know if this is a problem or not but it bothers me but i notice a lot of these streamers and a lot of these people and these kids and everyone involved in that demographic Anytime they run out of things to say, they just say, let's go, dude. Like they could be sitting in a lobby with two of their friends, like about to stream. You know, they're streaming and they're like, there's just silence. And then one of them will just be like, yo, let's go. Let's go, dude. And then the other two are like, oh, oh, let's go. And it's just very frustrating because I feel like I'm talking to a wall right now. First of all, you know, I just cut this section out. I just cut it right here. Talking about, like, well, like, no, like, it's, no, you no, can't no, believe no. you guys have ever there's, seen this. Like, I run into kids in the kids street. They're just, they're just <laughs> hanging out, and then they're just like, let's go. Yes, I swear they do that. And, and like, I mean, I will be, like, driving through my neighborhood, and there will be kids on their fucking bikes, and they're like, let's go, dude, let's go. And I'm like, I like, let's go <laughs> fucking where? What are you talking about? I don't get it. Why is it a filler for everything? I don't understand. This, I don't like is it. This is this as like pervasive social... as you think it is? Yes, yeah, I, I swear it's everywhere. I really need affirmation here. <laughs> Andrew, I need a hashtag here. Let's get a hashtag going. Uh, hashtag let's G-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O to hell. And uh, if, you, if you've heard of this. If you've heard you of this. any idea what Andrew's <laughs> talking about. I, I swear it's a thing. And it's a problem in society. And I'm really disappointed you guys are not aware of this. Maybe I spend too much time on the internet. I don't watch well, people who say let's go. It. But yeah, there's like kids outside and they're like, like let's go, dude. Uh, well, I don't know how little kids. Let's go, dude. That's what they sound like. And I'm like, I'm where are you going? I'm imagining Andrew just saw this twice and now he's just like fucking hates it. This is like yeah, a get I, off my no, lawn. No, like... no, 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 no. I bet you, hold on. I bet you fucking anything. Hold on. Stand by. Is it really worth it? Yep. He thinks it is. I fucking knew it. Let's go hype montage. But that could just be a thing. No, it's I... not, Jeff. All right, I'm excited. Uh, it's I trust a thing. You. It's it's horrifying. It there it, it like people think that saying "let's go" is a personality. Um, they say "let's go" when they have nothing else to say. 
They think Can we that call they... this Andrew's old man corner? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Andrew's old man corner. Uh, they, they're, it's just the worst. I don't know why it bothers me so much. It, it shouldn't. But the fact that I don't know, maybe I ran into it too much in a few days. That was the problem. I, I have you guys seen the new game Fall Guys that's came out? Oh, you talked about that. Yeah. Okay. So I only watched like a little trailer for it. It is an incredibly silly children's game, and I was very curious what it was like. So I just joined the first stream I could on Twitch just to see, okay, what does gameplay look like? I'm very curious. And the first thing that happens when I join the stream, the guy qualified for the first round, and he just starts screaming, let's fucking go, chat! Let's go! Ah! It was like, a, it was like I was like watching a, you know, a 45-year-old, like, shit his pants. And I, I, was, I couldn't do it. So I, I went to the next streamer, and lo and behold, like, six seconds in, he's like, dude, let's fucking go! We're in the final round, dude. Let's go! Let's fucking go! And I was like, I don't... Where are we going? <laughs> I just... Where? To the top, Andrew. To, to the, the top? top? I... But then let's... Why don't you say, let's go to the top, boys or girls or family it's or chat? The funniest part of me... The funniest part of this to me is that you want an answer to the question. <laughs> like, it's, it's clearly... Oh, I can't even think of the word for it, but there's no answer to that question. Uh, it's an expletive. <laughs> like it's it's just showing excitement. Yeah. I. Where are we going? Where let's are we go. going, dude? I. Let's I... go. Andrew. 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 Let's go. I, where? Let's go. <laughs> where are we going? I'm stressed out every time it happens. I bet we just got 20 more listeners because of that oh. let's go moment. It, maybe it's some psychological it. trick. Every time we play games from now on at the beginning of the match. Let's go, <laughs> dude. I, Andrew will raise. I'll, I'll, I'll just mute everyone. <laughs> like, what, where are we going? Where well, that's what will happen every time. Like, where to the point? Like, if we're playing Overwatch. We'd be like, yeah, we should go to the objective. That's the game. That's what I mean. Like, I, I get it's an expletive. I don't know why it bothers me so much, and it shouldn't. I just don't get it, and and therefore it makes me angry, which is why I called myself a boomer. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't get it. And I do want to know where the fuck we're going. Who started this, too? Who the, who went degenerate just started saying, let's go to everything? Like, I feel like I've got, I've got a boomer thing like that a little bit. Uh, it, it annoys me for no reason when people say AF instead of as fuck. I got one for you, too. No, I totally agree. That's yeah, the only thing. I got another one for you, Hayden, is when people say bet. I'm like, hey, do you want to like, hey, hang out sometimes? Like, bet. They'll just say the word bet. And that means you betcha, or yeah, you bet. I want to do that. They just say the word no, bet. I haven't heard They've that shortened Who everything. Are you hanging out with? Are you no, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. There's just... this kid. There's this kid. He's a, he's an adult. He's my age. He's in my MBA program. He says bet to me all the time. I'm like bet on what? What are we betting on? I. Do Do you know this, Jeff? No. See, the thing is, Andrew's in a whole different social demographic than we are now. He's back in college. He's around. It's graduate school. Now. <laughs> It is graduate school, but you have to agree that there is a social circle that goes with any type of schooling, right? Like it's I like if yeah, there was a, I mean, a deadly uh, virus in the school, the, it's going to transfer from the undergrad to the graduate. There's that's no not what I'm it. saying at all. I'm saying that 90% of the people that I talk to on a day-to-day -day basis are 40-year-old people with kids, and they are not going to look at me and say bet. Like you know, I'm not going to hear that at oh, all. Dude, you just wait. Day. You just wait. I, rem I, I, I remember when I was. Uh, when I was a teenager and, uh, you know, the internet was it's, was in its heyday, its fucking heyday, memes were starting to... You guys remember the growth of memes and the internet? We were alive for that. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, mm-hmm. so my friends and I in high school, we thought it was so funny to say like lol, like everyone does now, right? Everyone does it now. Yeah. But back then we'd be like lol at like any you know anything that was even remotely funny or in uh, you know what? let lol and let's go. They're the same thing. I'm angry at kids for doing something different than uh, and, and my mom, I remember we were doing it and my mom was like, you guys are the stupidest people I've ever had to interact with. I am ashamed to be your produce, like produce this life form that is you. And then give it three weeks and suddenly she's saying lol to me, like at the house, like when I like would hurt myself or something, she'd be like, lol. And I'd be like, oh my God, welcome to my generation, mother. So you just wait, Jeff, you're going to be saying bet in no time, I bet. Oh, man. I hope you're right. I hope you're just at the forefront of these, like, new social trends that I just haven't seen yet. Two weeks from now, I hope you're right. I hope that my coworkers, (laughs) like, we get into our stand-up meeting that we have every day, and someone's just like, let's go! And then we just really get rolling, you know? Could you you get that deliverable to me? Bet. Bet. (laughs) Fucking A. I would would, would honestly sign off like that in an email. Yeah, bet. Bit, bet. yeah, bit. I just, it's like, bet. why don't you just say you betcha or you, you bet? Why, why, like, why do we shorten everything? AF is the same thing. We're getting mad at people shortening slang, slang. The, I guess. The youth, the youth I mean, I, slang. yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I like send it. When people started saying send it, I was like, that's a good one. I In like context, it was good. I don't like that one. Oh wow, why doesn't Jeff like you send it or send it? I think the first time I ever heard it was a bunch of twelve-year-olds and mm. they were mountain biking and. uh they just like were at the top of the road and they're like, let's fucking send it. And ever since it just sounds so corny to me when someone is just like, send it. I'm like, that's corny as fuck. But when someone know. actually sends it, like I've only seen, I've never seen something in person where I'm like, wow, that dude sent it. But like on Instagram, if you see someone absolutely like do something insane and the caption is this motherfucker sent it. I was, I, I'll, I'll be like, yes, agreed. But most it of the time, way better in text than it does verbally. Absolutely, just like Lol does, yeah. Jeff. Just like just Lol, like Lol does. does. Just like totally. Let's go. <gasps> no, Let's that's go like, uh, is an expletive. You're right. That's done. To fit in with this podcast theme, that's that's a climbing thing. Send it. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be ascend it. Ascend You're not sending it. letters. Uh, just wow. for all the curious old men out there who are like, send what? What are we sending? <laughs> that that would have been me. I still want. I will. You know what? Uh, hashtag let's go where are we going uh, if you have an answer to any of this for the love of god please help please me answer our rhetorical questions we don't know the answer I don't I'm confused and I'm old <laughs> alright speaking of speaking of rhetorical questions that I never thought would be answered our listeners have fucking been emailing us all of your all of your really pushing the listeners into emailing us Andrew really paying off dude sometimes it just got... takes a little bullying that's all it does yeah uh, I <laughs> It's working so far, so I won't disagree. We got a, a lovely email from Belle. She says, uh, greetings. I had listened to a couple episodes, and I really love it. To be honest, I don't really listen to podcasts because I'm more of a visual person. Anyway, I did give it a try, and your podcast is one and only on my list. Is the one and only on my list. But oh, great. It's it's beautiful. That's beautiful. And she goes through. She likes, she likes the game we put in Night Vale. It was a great game. She likes our comparisons, and she has the greatest suggestion I've heard so far. And I'll get to another suggestion from an email. We can talk about which one's better. But she wants us, once we're done talking about Harry Potter, which could be never, she wants us to talk about Avatar. I I love that idea. Belle says we should talk about Avatar after Harry Potter. Great suggestion. But Ian has another wonderful suggestion for us. He sent the funniest email. It actually made me laugh really hard when I read it in my chair. The, the subject line is, please read. And I was like, all right, please read what? 
And then the, the the body is that steamy Harry Potter Draco Malfoy fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Andrew, I think that's a calling for you. I mean, yeah, you're the Harry when Potter expert. Yeah, what's going on about Harry Potter erotica? It seems like that's what the people want. It, did we agree that want. you were going to read erotica and I was just going to read Harry Potter? <laughs> let me let me do let me do just because we're on on brand and on subject here. Quick Harry Potter update for book two, okay? Because I finished book one. We really wrapped it up nicely in the last episode. I think that was the perfect way to crush book book one. Uh, I have book two and I have not started. So no Harry Potter segment wait, wait. this week. I'm sorry. I That's the update? Yeah. That's it. That's a really long-winded way. Cue the music, Hayden. Play the music. And, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't started yet. But okay, it seems like there is a demand. I think we can all agree there's a demand for me to continue into book two. I, I still stand by. I will. I will. I'm gonna promise to finish book two at some point. I'll keep reading. I'll start it. I'll start it soon. Hopefully, book two is book two is a guarantee. We're gonna make it through book two. All right. Can you set some hard dates on here for our, for our loyal listeners? Okay, for a little little peek behind the curtains. It's uh, Monday, August tenth. Clearly, I can't finish any children's book in two weeks. So how about we give me three weeks, August 31st, to finish Harry Potter 2, book 2. Right. What's book 2 called? Isn't it called, like, Chamber of Dankness Secrets, or something? Yeah. Oh, Chamber of Secrets. Chamber okay. Of Jankness. Chamber of... Let's go! Let's go! Chamber of... Let's go! <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, you great. There you hear Okay, so I guess that's the update, Hayden. There, are you happy? That's an official update. Okay, I, I like that. All right. Well, uh, this is perfect time, Andrew. What what are you doing to consume your consume your time? What are you listening to? Well, I uh, really went hard in the paint, as the kids would say. That's another one. Uh, back on Doughboys, I've been absolutely adoring Grocery Month, which is what they've been doing, and I I haven't dove back into a podcast like this in a while, and it's been very good. I they they're still good. They never stop being good. They're very, I mean, they have over like 200 episodes at this point, and they're still awesome. And Grocery Month, great idea. Nick hated it, so it was really fun. Uh, <laughs> and I, I love Costco a lot. And so the Costco episode was almost three hours long, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could do three hours of Costco talk. Yeah. Yeah, it was a oh, long damn, I episode. I, I drove, for some perspective, I drove from the Denver area in Colorado to northern colorado fort collins area twice and i didn't finish the episode <laughs> it was that long it was so long <laughs> i Damn. think i finished it actually i did so it was like that was like almost yeah i guess i finished it on the way back on the second run uh but anyway it was a long it was a long one and it was good so yeah that was the, that was the podcast that i've been enjoying Ooh, okay so i wanted to talk to you guys about this youtube channel i just found that's really popular and i'm surprised that i hadn't found it yet have you guys ever heard of Internet Historian? But uh, anyway, so Internet Historian is this dude who just takes like the greatest things that have happened on the internet and uh, makes awesome, really hilarious videos out of them. And he just had his most recent upload was a, I think it's like 30 minutes long, a 30 minute video about the coronavirus. It made me laugh out loud more times than any video has done in a long time. So it was Super highly recommend the Internet Historian. I, I, we should, uh, you guys should watch a video, one of the, his videos, and then get back to me on what you think about it. 
because I it's like so up my alley for a sense of humor. It's so funny. <laughs> even his ad read, like he had an ad halfway through his video. Even the ad read, what made me laugh out loud. Huh. I, how often does an ad read make you laugh? Pretty rare, right? Pretty it, rare. Was, it was good. He's a top-notch YouTuber. So that's about it. That's what I've been doing. All right, I'm, I'm in. I want to check it out. I like it. I like it. What about you, Hayden? Let's see. I've been listening to a lot of the Enormo podcast because as soon as I suggested this, I got really anxious listening to it that you guys fucking wouldn't like it. And I was going <laughs> <laughs> really over my head about they're not going to get any of this. They won't enjoy it. So I was trying to listen to a bunch to like suggest different episodes, but I'm not. Other than that, I like the suggestion about pivoting to Avatar because I've been watching a lot of Avatar. Re I, I feel like I'm a little late on the hype train on this one. Everyone's kind of rewatched Avatar already, but I just got to the the, the, the tearjerker episodes where everyone oh, has their no. whole mini-sode and Appa uh, has a whole episode. Yeah, those oh. are hard ones. Those are hard oh. on the heart. The Appa one is I, painful. Oh, God. So painful. I was watching on the couch with Nikki, and she was literally crying next to me. And I wasn't too far from it, man. Those are those are heavy episodes. Yeah, there's a few episodes every Such time I have to do like the wide eye, like I'm not crying, I'm drying <laughs> yeah. out my eyes, like every time. Oh, fuck you guys! Also I just cry. Good. I just tear up. Like, <laughs> who would hurt Appa? I know. And then there's that shit. That's who. The, the Uncle Iroh episode where Ooh. he's just like it's it's like a homage in the end to, to his son and all that but like yeah. I could literally watch several full episodes of him just going around being a really nice guy totally. <laughs> Uncle yeah. Iroh so deserved his own miniseries I wish he would have oh got like God. a full season I wish we would have got because you learn so I, okay if you haven't watched Avatar at this point I'm sorry but this is gonna be some sorry but you it's too learned... late for them. It's fine. Yeah, 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 it's too late. I'm sorry. This show's been out for over a decade. If you like, you can't. I I think spoilers last the first year of a production's release, and then no more spoiler alert. It's just life. Anyway, you learn so much weird stuff about Uncle Iroh. How he kind of like deceived the Fire Nation and was actually deep down a good person and didn't want to kind of be the person that the Fire Nation wanted him to be. And so he did a lot of stuff to protect people that looked like he was on. He, he like played both sides really well. I would love to if they did. Oh, man, they could have done like a two hour mini series of just let's see Uncle Iroh go through these things as a young man. I just I would have died to see that. It's so desired. But of course, that would take money and time. But every, are you, people would eat that shit up. You kidding me? I'd eat that shit but up in a day instead of like. Season two Avatar, they should have just pivoted right into Uncle Iroh, <laughs> a prequel. That would have been the move. Yeah. So well, I, who knows? They're they're doing that live action show. Like yeah. there could be prequels that come out of that. You know, if it's good we enough, should. And... I I just watched the trailer today. It looked good. We should almost oh, do. I didn't we know should... There was a trailer. Oh, I didn't know there was a trailer either. We should do this segment when that comes out. We should pivot to an Avatar segment. Yeah, we'll we'll it's supposed we'll to be do in 2020. I think I'm not sure if that's. Oh, yeah, right. I thought it was at the end of the year. It was the first episode. Nice. Uh, but I don't know. Sticky anyway, note it. uh, it, it'd be Sticky really cool. Note it. Sticky note it. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll, uh, what we should do is we'll do every episode or whatever. We'll do the weekly episode review. Cause I think they're going to release them weekly. Um, so since we're a weekly podcast, that. we could do our, our weekly. Holy shit. Did you guys see this? I don't want to be disappointed, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited right now. No, I think that's a good segment. Yeah, our time. All right. That'd be sweet. That'd it's be on super the down. sticky. And it, Hayden, you reach out the, like the greatest time because 
Legend of Korra is coming out on Netflix. Like, yes. In the next couple of days. So where we've had this huge gap, you're going to be able to roll right into Legend of Korra. It's yep. going to be beautiful. You can just keep binging. Legend of Korra, binging. also good. I know I, I said it before. got some crap, but I think it's good. I actually haven't seen that one, so I'm really excited to actually watch it. Excited to give an executive I'm, opinion. Yeah, I'm excited the, to hear your guys' perspectives avatar. because I think uh, a lot of people like the characters too much in the first season to give them up for Korra. Mm. And I think that's a, I think that's a barrier some people just cannot get past. That's fair. So I got one more thing. It's not necessarily uh, content, but <laughs> I have a question for you guys. How important is it for me to be able to touch my toes? Like, Should uh, I be able to lean over and touch my toes as a human human adult? I no? well, hold on. I don't know if I can. Jeff, can you touch your toes? Oh yeah, I can. I'll complain ah. about this for for as long as need be. Two two things. I'm a runner. Runners. <laughs> Hold on, I think my oh. Hi, Blue. Can we have a guest star Blue appearance? Can you get Blue in here? Blue, come here. Blue. Blue. What is she mad at? You've not paying attention to her? Here. here, I'll be. Blue. Oh, oh good girl. Let me go. I'm going to go see what's up. I'll be right back. Sorry about that. My landlord came over to uh, fix the sink and Blue. Used to be really aggressive for new people, but now she's totally fine. But Courtney was worried about her, so we Aww. just were making sure. That's fair. It's so good she's gotten better. Yeah, now she just doesn't give a shit, which is really great. That is awesome. Yeah. That means you're good dark parents. I, I just want to tell you guys real quick, I think it's hilarious. Your sister really wanted us to give her this probiotic that is supposed to like give her a common gut. And probiotics are basically just like fecal matter that they take from like calm dogs, and you're supposed to like spread it on your dog's food. Yep. So we just like spread poop on Blue's food every day, and she... <laughs> She thinks it's the most delicious thing in the fucking world. She I was like gonna say. dies for it. <laughs> yeah, she thinks I'm it's sure. fucking great. We used to yeah. when Boris was having poop problems for a hot sec, we gave him a probiotic and uh he went absolutely bonkers. When we put the probiotic <laughs> on his food, he would eat it like he grazes, he's a grazing cat, so he'll eat a few bites, walk away, eat a few bites, walk away. When we put the probiotic probiotic, he would eat the whole bowl, one sitting. It was oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah, what it is. Dogs are, dogs are wrong for eating poop off the ground every day. No, they're just they're just trying to <laughs> improve their lives. Good man. gut health, man. Some we should be eating our own there. shit. Just kidding. Don't don't edit that. I, no, no. <laughs> Andrew, each other's shit. Each other's yeah, shit. Better for you. <laughs> eating your own shit won't give you anything. <laughs> That's so true. What and, am I talking about? We have the perfect the combination. We'll just it. rotate our poops between each other. Oh yeah. Reading the Amazon reviews for it, it's so funny because people are like, I can't believe you feed this to your pets like it's poop from other animals. It's, I don't know, it's, it's funny. Yeah, but if a veterinarian people. is saying it's good to go, pretty sure yeah. it's good to go. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, they're not just like taking poops off the street and being like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, these are the same people who are drinking Diet Coke and saying it's not bad for them. So, you yeah, know. that's good. Well, it says no anyway, sugar, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, touching your toes, not a big deal oh. at all to me. I have very long legs. And so reaching my toes has always been like an overachievement. If I can touch my toes, I feel like I'm doing really good. But I, I, I also I, like there's a. I can touch my toes. I'm shocked you guys can't. This is surprising me. I thought you guys stretched like crazy when you ran after you ran. No, never. There's a big argument whether or not stretching is good for you or not. And the what studies say is you should do whatever you're already doing. And if you change it, you're likely to injure yourself. So if I like stopped running completely and then started stretching all the time, maybe it'd be good. But 
If I start mm. stretching now, I have a higher chance of injuring. At least that's the excuse I'm using off of research I heard like five years ago. Fair yeah, enough. That's you always been injured. like my back pocket solution. I'm like, oh, well, I, I run. I run a lot of long distance, so it's bad for me. And it's okay if I don't need, if I can't do it. But I, I am injured consistently running. So I'm, I'm trying to change things now. We're on the solution train over here. And I've been trying for a while. Every morning, I'm like trying to stretch. And I, I can't do it. I've made zero progress. Oh, no. Are you I doing little like bounces? The bounces? Maybe I should bounce more. Is this the Yeah, you're the supposed to do the bounces. You're supposed to lean down. What the hell are the like... bounces? <laughs> you, you go to touch your toes, but then you just like go up and down. Oh, you're it's like, like aerobic stretch. Yeah. 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 I used yeah. to do those um, for hockey. Yeah. I don't know. I we just wonder what percentage people can touch their toes. I could. I mean, I That's could. That's good. You always started stretching, so you like you always can. Plus, for hockey, it seems like it's a much more intense motion thing. It's a burst sport too. Iterative. Yeah, yeah, it's a burst sport, and you're not really, you know, you go and then you stop, and then you go and then you stop. So it's important that you don't yeah. get too tight or you know. Yeah, get the no stretch thing is more for like repetitive movement sports, not necessarily yeah. something that'll extend your range of motion very actively, like. Nutting yourself on the <laughs> nutting yourself on so the ice, splitzing, splitzing I... <laughs> yourself. Is that a I, no? I think it's nutting yourself. Verb? I think how yeah, does think how does it. one nut themselves? Let me ask that question. You've never nutted so, yourself, Andrew. Let me explain it to you. See, on the bottom of your shoes, you have like two little blades, right? And and one blade could go one way, and the other could go the other way in a violent maneuver. I see what you're saying. It's like an accidental splits. You're talking yeah, about yeah, to, to splitzing. I mean, splits. I don't. One one split. I don't think that just, ever just happened to me, ever. Even this is from the first why I don't day. Skate, so yeah, I was gonna say even from fear. the first day I skated when I was like nine years old. I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> That's really funny that that was a concern though. I had yeah. You know, the only thing that ever happened to me to my balls, quote unquote. First of all, every hockey player should quote if they're unquote. not. Yeah, don't worry about the quotes, Jeff. All right. All right. I just want to know which hypothetical balls we were talking about. No, my anyway. real balls. I mean, the the, okay. the ones, my my testicles, Jeff. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, those. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Right, yeah. Glad we're on the same All page right. now. The yep. only thing that ever happened is there's some. Let's go. Real... Let's go. Let's go. Let's get my testicles, bro. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, the only uh, the worst thing that you could happen to you, in my opinion, and uh, people who did this are. The scum of the earth. There are these people who, it's called a cup check. And what they'll do is, I used to play, so the two positions I played in hockey was center and defense. It happened a lot because um, if you're a center, you're, you're, I used to, my my pride and joy was getting garbage goals, which is just sitting in front of the net, blocking the goalie's vision, and just smacking the puck as hard as I can whenever it got near me. Defensemen used is really shitty people. Like I said, scum of the earth. What they would do is put their stick between your legs and lift up really fast so the ref wouldn't see it and they would smack you in your cup really hard and i don't care what anyone says it still hurts and it's a dickhead move i mean like i said scum of the earth did this and they usually got away with it i it, i got cup checked more times than i can count and i never got the call so but i i did give a kid a concussion on accident once after he cup checked me it was an accident i didn't mean to give him a but he, this just, is the quote unquote we were looking for. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I quote unquote really accidentally like hurt this guy's brain. Him. Well, okay, so I was I was center again, and there's this uh, maneuver in hockey called slew footing, and it's where you put your skate behind the other person's skate and you kick it as hard as you can, so their one of their legs just flies out in front of them, and you completely lose your lose your balance and you fall on your ass. 
This kid was an idiot and leaned back and smashed the back of his head as hard as possible against the ice. And I'm like, that's not my fault. He just fell. That could happen at any point. And I got kicked out of the game because the ref saw it. Yeah. yeah. It was the, it was the real, it was the end of the third quarter period. It was an amazing, um, yeah, but that kid had to come in. I mean, he cup checked me and I told the ref, I was like, watch this kid. He's cup checked three of us. We were talking about it on the bench and the ref was like, I haven't seen any of that. I don't think I was like, Hey, I know you haven't seen it. I know you haven't seen it. Cause you would have called it right. That's illegal. And so he didn't call it the whole game. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this kid remember why it's bad to do that. And so, but he, so I, I mean, just then he forgot served. about it because he got a concussion. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. He probably actually started doing it more. Uh, I, yeah, and I didn't know I gave him a concussion until like a week later. And uh, his mom like told the league, like, you guys have to ban that player. My son has a concussion, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we're not, we're not banning anyone. It's not like anyone. you punched him in the head. No, until no, I just, I just made him fall. And uh, you frankly, guys are playing on basically cement. Yeah, like, I know. I was you like, fall and hit your head. And, yeah. and he was the one leaning back. You never lean back in on when you're on ice skates. Like, I'm stop, stop. Coming to a fault. hockey league, saying my my son got a head injury is kind of part of the course. I got bit. more like, head injuries. Aren't you kind of going into it. <laughs> this yeah. might explain my behavior in my adulthood, but I got more head injuries playing hockey than I can count. Yeah, I got a lot of concussions. I think I got five concussions my entire career. Which is too many. That's a lot of concussions. That is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, yeah, that's a. What the hell were we talking about? Dude, I don't know. Touching our toes. Touching our toes. That's so. There you go. That's why you want to touch your toes. Stretch. That's what you want to stretch. Otherwise, you get concussions. <laughs> I think that's a good PSA. Anyways, Jeff, what do you what do you consider? <laughs> what do you listen to, Jeff? <laughs> Just dump it on there. All right. Uh, well, as long as we've been talking about sports, let's talk about the anti-sport, which is fucking D and D. Uh. I am not DMing our, our D&D session anymore. I get to play a character now. And uh, so most of my time, I kid you not, has just been making a D&D character and thinking of a backstory and listening to Harmontown and listening to them play D&D and trying to make a make a good... What do you and got so far? Is... Will you tell the listeners? This sounds so fun to me. <sighs> oh, it's going to be great. I'm uh, I'm playing a Furbolg druid. Furbolgs are like... Uh, ju- they're kind of like... Uh, freaking Hagrid. They're like mini giants. They're like seven feet tall. Oh. And uh, he's he's going to be a druid. He's going to be a cabbage salesman, but he's secretly just <laughs> selling uh, weed on the side. He's selling his green cabbage because he can make plants grow at like lightning speed. And so he's going to have this big cabbage sales and uh, he like goes around and he like heals up people's animals and makes weapons and sells weed. And he's uh, on the run from a, a group of people. He may have uh, sold some just cabbage too instead of weed because he didn't like how they were treating their animals. <laughs> very very um, druid of him. I love that. Yeah, I'm I'm so stoked. I cannot wait. I'm gonna have a a squirrel that hangs out with me, and I've got a spell called. Uh, I basically gonna make a creature gigantic, and so I'm gonna like throw my squirrel out, and he's gonna become gigantic and just fuck people up. It's gonna be great. I'm. I'm this so is amazing. Excited. I really want to do like a a D and D episode of our podcast where we like. Do a D&D podcast and talk about, like, what characters we would make for D&D. You know, okay, we haven't done really a side quest it. in a while, uh, like we yeah. did with Harry Potter, where we didn't talk about a podcast. Yeah, okay, so, Jeff, I was going to put you, I was going to make you accountable for this. We talked about it yesterday, but we were talking about getting our group of friends to do a, a, a D&D cam- campaign together. And since you're not DMing anymore, I was like, perfect time for you to start DMing for us, um, if you're interested. <laughs> No breaks. Yeah. And you said you <laughs> no already breaks. said like you're interested and you wanted to do it. It's just more about getting everyone online or getting everyone on yeah. board. 
to do it. So maybe <laughs> what we'll do is we can start theoretically talking. We'll have a side quest. We'll talk about uh, that campaign and maybe some character yeah. ideas. That'd be sweet. We could do That'd a D&D episode. So we it. can also talk about some of our D&D stories because apparently people love those. So, oh, yeah. I mean, we got I got a few just, like, ones. summarizing a D&D thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be fun. And some of the, uh, I don't know how many, we've never talked about D&D on uh, the podcast. I love D&D. I absolutely yeah. love it. So I haven't got to do, finish a campaign in a really long time. So I'm really juiced if we can get some committed people to do one. And maybe, maybe if the audience is good, if you guys are good boys and girls and others and uh, you and you email us and maybe follow us on fucking, follow us on Twitter and, and uh, you do all that, maybe we'll stream a uh, D&D session. Maybe we'll do a little streamy poo. You can watch the D&D live. It's a lot of work to stream cool. D&D, I learned. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's not that bad doing it virtually. There's all these apps that you can use now, and I think it would go well virtually. I think doing it in person would be a okay. giant pain. But I've yeah. never honestly done it. I think it would be a lot of fun. I'm super in. Yeah. I think yeah. you'd like it. I think We're a lot just... of people are intimidated by role-playing at first, but it's not that bad. Once you find it's, a character like... you can dig into, no problem. It's like drugs, you know? You hear bad things at the beginning, but once you get to know the people, it's it's, it's all right. It's not bad <laughs> Once you try right? drugs, it's fun. <laughs> we just need like two more people who can be accountable to playing every week and who are like interested. I think four people is the greatest group size, and having people that like will come continually is, is the greatest thing you have for D&D. Yeah, so I, I think, think we, we just got to convince the two other people that we're thinking about, and I think we got it. Yeah. They're yeah, intimidated by role playing though, but I, I think we can get them on the dark side. It's all good. It's fun. It is yeah. fun. It is fun to be someone else, you know. Also, all my yeah. characters end up just being extensions of of myself. I, I it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm never really role playing that hard. Wait, can you describe your old character real quick? You described it yesterday, and it was great. Oh, okay. So the campaign that we barely started, then we had to end, which is too bad. Uh, I was I I did you do you know the race's name? I forgot the name of the race. It's I think it was a variant, but I a variant. I'll look. Yeah, so they're like a cyb they're like a cyborg like uh, robot, mythical robot. I think they're powered by magic, uh, and they're totally sentient. And so he's uh, you know, but they're not humans. They're not like technically alive, right? They're like AI in a way. They're like robots to us nowadays. Anyway, so I made it a druid. So it's like a, it's essentially, I wanted a robot that hated technology and loved nature. And so I made a druid robot and <laughs> he just hated all people who like were mean to animals and mean to nature, but he himself was technically an abomination of nature. So it was a, it was a nice dynamic. I loved it. I remember I started a bar fight because I, they were doing lizard racing and then I found out I could fix the races by talking to the lizards. Yeah, that was a good time. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. D and D. Well, we should do we uh, should do a D and D episode at some point, even if it's a short one, a little a little short side quest where we just t- maybe chat through our potential campaign once we have some I like ideas. This so much. And then we can also yeah. maybe do a few D and D stories or LOLs. That'd be cool. And there's a lot of good D and D podcasts out there. Like it could be worth. Well, we could we one. could just review a D and D podcast that week too. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be. That look at us coming full circle. That's that's good housekeeping right there, boys. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, other than that, reading lots of wheel time. Almost done with the series, and then I'm gonna have a panic attack, and that's uh that's been my life. There are more yeah, books. Potential crisis. There are more books, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> there are more books in the world. <laughs> yeah, I hear. there's tons of books in the world. It's all downhill from here. <laughs>
<laughs> well, should we move on to this uh, this great podcast, the Normal Cast? Speaking of coming full circle, yes. Uh, here we go. Yeah, well, this week we did the Normal Cast with uh, Chris Caloose. He describes himself as sort of famous climber. Chris Caloose delves into climbing life with discussion, interviews, tributes, and more on the Normal Cast. Rock climbing, alpine climbing, and just climbing, climbing, and more climbing. It's a climb podcast. It's got 204 episodes. It's hosted every week, but, well, I don't know if it's every week. It's hosted quite often by Chris Caloose. Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Who who wants to who wants to dive into it first? I think Hayden should go because it was his idea. Yeah, this podcast is uh, what I'd call the main climbing podcast. There's As, as podcast genre has expanded, there's uh, different podcasts that talk about climbing. I think Dirtbag Diaries is another really popular one, and there's a lot of, like, adventure sports things that dive into that sort of thing but this is just purely a podcast about climbing by a dirtbag climber himself and I, I think it comes across that way especially in the the original episodes it's it's not something polished this isn't like an NPR guy who's written for the New York Times who's putting together an op-ed this is just some guy who lives in possibly a trailer who travels around and is a climber and, and has made a little niche talking about climbing it's a beautiful thing and i'm um more nervous than i'd like to admit uh that you guys didn't enjoy it so i want to hear what you think <laughs> who Jake, well, yeah, do you want to go first well like you said i think for quite a while he was like literally recording out of his van and he would drive around and do interviews from his van which i thought was awesome yeah i, I uh i hate i thought you knew this but i've actually listened to quite a bit of this podcast i've probably listened to I don't know, episodes at one point i just started from the beginning and was crushing through it uh, like this week, we listened to one of the Taps episode, which are usually they have like two or three climbers on, and they just go through climbing etiquette and uh, what they think should stay around, what they think should go away. And what, I'm not like a huge climber; I'm pretty pretty mediocre climber. And uh, I think the climbing etiquette is one of the most interesting things about climbing. There's this very interesting persona that goes with a lot of climbers, and they're more like natural conscientious than ever or environmentally conscientious than any other group I've seen. So there's all of these weird etiquette rules that they're really specific on. But anyway, I, I really like this podcast. I think Chris Caloose is one of the best interviewers just because he's he's Such so a... laid back that he's so good at getting people to just like come and tell their story and he just like stays out of the way and he's lighthearted and funny, but at times he can ask like the some some questions and like give some some like hard hitting opinions. And he definitely describes himself as he's not like he's not he said in one of his episodes like not a real journalist he's just an opinionist just is there to offer opinions on what he thinks is right and wrong and he's just always honest about it which is it's kind of nice in an interview where he's not putting on like a face to try to agree with someone he'll disagree with them and they'll you know get in little arguments and it's still great yeah I like it what about you Andrew you guys know I'm not a climber. Uh, the most climbing I ever do is with you guys. And here's the thing. I, I think climbing, rock climbing is fun. It is. It's a fun little sport to do as a super mega casual human. Uh, this goes back. We had a conversation a long time ago, and I think the, uh, I still stand by that the reason you two like climbing to the level you do is you love individual sports. I hate individual sports. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Oh God, I hate them. Uh, but so like, I, I will do it with you guys. I would never go to a rock gym alone. You know, I would never go boulder by myself. I would never go belay with a stranger. I, I would, I just never would. I'd be like, this is not, 
not what I'm looking for. Uh, so that, okay, let me, just to get that out of the way, I think my perception of this podcast was different just because of that. Uh, I didn't love the host. I'm surprised you guys like the host. He kind of came off as like a, uh, episode six. Okay. With Hayden Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like this kid, Hayden Kennedy, the young whippersnapper who's just in Patagonia doing crazy. I I assume a great and beautiful name. I assume he's a very, I assume Patagonia is hard to climb. I don't know. Is it a big boy thing to do? It's there's, big boy in terms everywhere. of yeah, it, it's big boy in terms of the environment is fairly intense. So the peaks they're taking on, yeah, it's like the Everest Range or sure the Rockies. Okay, so he's doing know. this super intense thing, and the host just keeps being like, yeah, 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 I know that, yeah, I get that, yep, yep, no, like I mean, like you know, you're just talking to like a master, so uh, you know, like uh, you know, I, I, like fuck you, pretty, pretty much. That's, like, that was the vibe I kept getting from him. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. This dude like is murdering you on the <laughs> talent front. <laughs> And you're just like, yeah, 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 no, no, like, I, mean, I did the same, I did the same thing, pretty much. I went to Patagonia, like, one time, and, you know, and, and it was the same, yeah, yeah, like, I get it. Like, it was the same thing. I was like, no, it wasn't, dude. This guy's, like, saying he had the trip of his goddamn life, and you're just trying to sit there and be like, yeah, me too, me too, me too. It's like, shut up. <laughs> I, I don't know why he made me so mad. I was just like, I don't know. Maybe it was a bad episode for that interaction. I don't know. I, like, I could tell they were very mutual in their like respect for each other. So I think I was totally adding that factor. Okay. Let me tell you guys something that I was shocked by (laughs) that, that about the climbing community. I didn't think that there was drama in the climbing community. Oh, there's so much, man. I can't believe that when people were like, that dude was, they were talking about this guy. And if there's a guy who climbed a peak in Patagonia in like 1959 and everyone was just like, Oh my God, that's insane that you were able to do that. And his partner died on the descent is what he said, I think. Um, Cause they summited and then they went down and his partner died and then he made it down somehow. And everyone was like, there's no way you summited. There's no way you summited. There's no way you summited. It's like, who cares? He said he did it. Who cares? <laughs> Leave it alone. What, what is that changing for everyone else in the world? Why are climbers so pissed off that this one guy's like, yeah, I did it. Okay. Did he get money? Did he get paid? What did he get for some like it's not like it's not like first person to summit this gets a million dollars and 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 the key to Patagonia uh, and 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 and, uh, and 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 a free a free lifetime gym membership to our our rock climbing gym. You know, then I would get why people are mad cuz there's stuff involved. Is there that much pride in being the first to summit something? That climbers are like, there's no fucking way you did that, and I will spend my life trying to disprove it. It's kind of like when Neil Armstrong first landed on the moon, right? Like, who who really cares? Like, did he get a gym membership? I don't think so. You want to talk about international space travel (laughs) compared (laughs) to climbing a mountain? (laughs) I recognize they're both incredible feats, but... Landing on the moon. Exact same wavelength. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking the fucking same thing. That it's just like. (laughs) It's the it's it's a new frontier to explore, and if you it's like all these people that are trying to cut across the Antarctic, and there's all these like, did you do it right? Did you do it supported? They're like, there's a lot of pride that goes into doing these things this exact way, and who's the first person to do it, and who does it which way? And yeah, people are fucking all about it, and I think it's all these adventurers. These adventurers want to be the person with like, I am this name of this adventurer that did. 
I yeah. I don't stand for it. Maybe I just don't. Like, I just I clearly don't get it. <laughs> I clearly don't get it. I'm like, uh, okay, okay, okay. Who cares? Like, okay, I, I, do you like, think Everest would be your first first important summit, or do you think someone could be like, well, here's you know, I climbed Everest. I did. You, I, I can't prove it, and you know, I, I don't really have the skills to do it, but I did. Just, here, just don't here's, look into it. here would be my response. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> if I'm gonna do it anyway, I'm gonna do it anyway. Just because you did it first doesn't isn't gonna stop me from trying to do it. I didn't well, realize there was this, such Andrew? a there was such a need for validation to be number one in climbing. It's not a bad thing, mm. and I get that. I get like I did it first. I'm the fucking master of this mountain. But I just if you're gonna do it anyway, and you're angry at someone for doing it first to the point where, and I'm not saying this guy did it. It it seems pretty clear to me after all the evidence they provided that he didn't do it. But maybe my take was wrong. But they talked about like whether or not he did it for like. A couple seconds. Like, that wasn't the, the point of the drama. No, I'm not talking about... The drama about... was drilling in bolts on his second ascent. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that was where the real issue came in. But, I mean, but they were talking about how the community was an uproar that he said he he summited. It's just like the same deal for running. Like, the first person to break two hours in the marathon is such a big deal. Like, oh. there's there's all these accomplishments that are... I don't know. I, I find it... Aren't there so many things out there where so so many people are so interested for the first person to do it? Like the first person to break a two-hour marathon, which we finally did. Kipchoge, what a guy. Crazy. Like, and everybody's watching. Everybody's really interested. And like for NFL, there's, you know, every year it's like, uh, oh, you finally made it to the top three touchdown completions as a quarterback. Like there are all these I, just achievements that people want to hit. I get it. See, here's the thing. I get the why we as humans like to be the first at things right my thing with i don't get the disapproval or rather the why must climbers be first because the mountain's not going anywhere and mm. i like is it just that validation because again winning the super bowl is a pretty big deal because you had to beat the best nfl players in the entire world repeatedly well, to get there but they, as a climber and like Super talented climbers, they go up and down mountains all the fucking time. Hold on, hold on. But like, Hayden can explain this better to me, but when you're the first person to do a route, you're said to have set the route. And you are setting that route for climbers from years to come. And it is now your route. You get to name it. It's like gonna go in the guidebook as like the way you did it. And it's like it is a it's a pretty big deal to be the first person. I see. To do that it. okay, so that's a lot makes of climbing more revolves sense. around. Yeah. So you get like there is an extra level of validation there. Like you get named at you, na it's named after you. You know, you go into the history books of climbing. Okay, fair enough. I get that. So is that yeah, it? Though? I think there's something else to, like, claiming you've done a thing that you didn't actually. It would kind of be like if Tom Brady came out after losing the Super Bowl and was like, "We did it. We won, guys!" Like. <laughs> Yeah, but that no like, one look no one look at the the tapes. We did it. Like I, I put out a Twitter post. Number one. I okay. Maybe a bad example. Well, okay. I know I know, I know what you're saying. I just because there is there is a an extreme upper echelon of climbers, like the pro climbers. Hayden guy they were talking to, uh, the guy I was talking to on this this episode, um, who are capable of being the firsts. Right? There's a very small percentage of those. Does it ruin the rest of that echelon's? attitude towards doing a climb if they can't be first anymore that's kind of what i want to know is, not is at it, all then what is I why does it fucking like, matter 
So it doesn't ruin anyone else's time of doing the climb itself, but they, they got to the goal first. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a race. Uh, you want to be the first one to do the thing, to come through the finish line, and everyone else can still run their time and do an impressive race, but comparatively, th that person got there first. They were able to achieve the goal before anyone. The, the two-hour marathon is a good point there. Yeah, right? I, I shouldn't say that yeah. it's not and impressive. It's not like it's unimpressive to do it first. I'm just saying the climb, my reaction to the episode, and again, I'm not a big climber, was that they were so angry. It's made it sound like it, he ruined that climb for other people. Like, that's how well, angry there's... people were about it. So, no, because he didn't, he like, he was like, okay, I'll prove I did it, but he brought a super tool with him, right? Brought like a power drill or like a gas powered thing. What was that? Yeah, dude. That was why I wanted more explanation. You know, on. Oh, okay. So, I think the anger you were listening to there was because of the style he did it in and the, the manner of uh, basically creating a ladder up this wall. Traditional climbing pieces, trad trad climbing, is where you, you put things into the rock and you kind of take them out as you go up. So you're not like fixing pieces. And then there's more like sport climbing where you put in a bolt that's a permanent bolt that allows people to like climb it and, you know, safely that's become more and more popular. And there's a, a whole bit of a drama about whether we should be doing that or not. But this guy, uh, basically grid bolted the whole thing in a style where he wasn't climbing the rock. He was drilling in holes, affixing a ladder to the bolt he's putting in, climbing up on that and then drilling another. It's it's more akin to bolting a ladder up. Yeah, see, that's shitty. And that was what I wanted to add is that guy completely disproved his ability by having to take that action. I mean, it totally takes away... From the point of, I think they said this in the podcast, like it takes away from the entire point of climbing, especially alpine climbing. So I totally agreed with that. I was just so shocked that the climbing community put this dude in a position where he was like, Jesus Christ, I have to go back and do something like to prove that I can climb it. And he should not have done that. That's for sure. That was really stupid. But I just couldn't believe the outrage. I, I, I'm just shocked at the outrage. I thought the climbing community was like the chillest of the chill, you know? Just like, let's live in a van. Let's go to Patagonia once every three years when we save enough money and climb. And that's all I want to do. That's it. Like, that's what I expected everyone to be like. I, I'm surprised that they keep track of so much stuff. Like, I don't know who's doing this. Who's keeping track? Because they mentioned, Oops, I don't know uh, the language. They were keeping track of weird statistics. That's all I remember. Anyway, go on. One cent, maybe? Because yeah, they, uh, I think that's what it was. They, that's just because, uh, yeah, no one else had really, like... If you're not doing it in a single sprint up and down before the weather change, you're you're in a position where you're you're, you're going to die. Like you can't really bivy on the side. Of, so no one had done it a different way because it's not really possible. That makes sense. Anyways, I think there's a good bit of drama of like whether you should grid bolt things like that or not, because that's uh, it gets into kind of accessibility. You know, you can you can make a cement graded path so wheelchairs can access every point in a national park, but that takes away from some of the nature of the national park itself. That's just kind of a more intense example of that. Where do you guys lie on this stuff? Like drilling in and adding bolts? What's your opinion as actual climbers? I think it's all supposed to be a community decision. The whole, there's so much community that you wouldn't expect to be around climbing. Like there's usually a bunch of communities for each climbing area. And then, you know, when you first look into climbing, you're like, oh, like someone must like do a rigorous check to make sure all these bolts and everything's hung correctly and like everything's safe. 
but it's really just a community and like there are some guys that go up and like do the bolts and make sure the chains are good and whatnot and so that's where like this big argument came in because these guys kind of went up vigilante style and just decided oh like we got up here and we've got enough time let's just like take down the bolts on our way down but there's supposed to be community decisions made by the people that lead that community on whether or not to do that and so you do have like these arguments in communities like you may have done this route and you may have done it trad 30 times and then one day you come and some guys put bolts on it and then you decide well, that guy put bolts on it. like fuck that guy i'm gonna go take down his bolts but the whole point is that you should have a community to decide man we should put bolts on that route it's kind of sketchy or we should leave it trad and so it's yeah my my opinion is it should be up to the community that has done work on that area and they should make an agreement because if you just have people that are deciding that they know what's right and wrong like any way to run it that's what's kind of cool like in in football someone decides the rules and it's all set in stone you know and there's like a very discreet organization who who runs all of that but with more self-regulated sports like this the the group the collective is is deciding what counts as an ascent you know we're we're in an age of technology you could take a forklift and take it up any rock climb you know i guess single pitch rock climb but like does that count well no that doesn't count but like what level in between does count I mean, there's certain community rules that go into, like, how you grade things and how you do all this. And I, I like that bit. I think so, it's interesting. But who gets to decide? I don't. I still don't understand who gets to, like, I know it's a community decision, but how does the community come to a decision? That seems like it That's needs, the beauty like, a vote of it, right? or there's, something. There's, yeah, but there's not, like, a single decision either. It's, like, everyone's deciding whether it's on, you know, a bunch of friends talking uh, at the crag itself or like people posting on the community chat board on mountain project or on whatever like it's it's the same it is hmm. i i that I, makes I more sense i didn't realize there was such a level of you know communication there that's surprising to me i didn't realize there's that many people enough people especially in an area like patagonia but i guess that's like the climbing mecca in a way the way people talk about it i was surprised that people were mad about him taking down the bolts because as an outsider, I thought, yeah, you're ruining this beautiful nature and wonderful natural anomaly that we get to witness and experience and climb up for some people with a bunch of metal. So I was like, yeah, great, take him down. I don't care. Like, I mean, I'm never going there. I don't really give a shit. But I guess people use the bolts. Was that the problem? Is there's a bunch of people who like to use the bolts still? They were the first people to do it without the bolts. And so, so I guess a lot of people were like, dude, now we can't do it? Is that like the argument by the community? I guess? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I would be pissed if I was like, I really love that trail or I don't know what they're called. That route. route. Yeah. And that's, I really and like that's that the route. Hard thing. And... But it, it's kind of like taking it back to that example of, well, if you have the Matterhorn, right? The Matterhorn is like a cool peak to climb in Europe. It's really iconic. It's really beautiful. If you If you literally put a ladder all the way up it, yeah, that's accessible to more people. But that takes away a little bit of iconicness and nature of the route. And yeah, that's elitist. It is. But where guess, do you fall in that spectrum? Wouldn't, but I mean, wouldn't it be fair to just have some routes with bolts and some without? And I, I guess I, that would take another community decision of like, what route, what routes get bolts then, and what don't? And it's like, but yeah, okay, exactly. but but the bolts don't necessarily ruin the people who like these guys who did it without bolts. It didn't ruin their time, right? 
I mean, technically, because right. it's not like they didn't okay. have to use them. Maybe they had to look at them. So that was my thing. If, if I could see them while I was admiring the mountain, I'd be like, ah, ugh, those damn climbers and their fucking metal. <laughs> but I, I, you probably can't even notice it unless you're on the wall, right? This this gets into a stylistic thing with climbing, too. Like, typically, the community average of bolts, because there's areas with a lot of bolts and there's areas with no bolts, and people get really pretentious about their area being one or the other. But in general, when you can put cams in, cams are like a little expanding metal piece that, you know, cams are nuts really safely. You can put them in the crack and they expand and they, they stop you from falling to your death. That's good. When there's When there's areas with rock where it's clearly a route that can be done with trad gear where you don't need to bolt, that's typically left as trad gear. Then when there's areas that like, it would be really dangerous to protect with traditional gear or like there's, you know, a 30 foot run out section where like don't fall in that 30 feet because you're definitely going to hit the ground and break your legs then you put in some sport because then like you can't protect it naturally now you know we're we're doing it with sport bolt. but this specific route was like that to excess it was not only not paying attention to the features of the rock whatsoever that you could protect naturally it was creating close to ladder system so it was almost too easy it was too accessible you weren't climbing the rock at that. You're you're climbing bolt ladders for most of it. Oh, which I guess takes away the point. Yeah. Yeah, it, this it one Jeff seems agrees? like such Disagrees? a gray area because it's like it was so wrong for him to put up that route, and the way he put up that route is it's just such a piece of shit. But it was also kind of wrong for them to just decide like, oh, because we did it like we can tank deck the bolts. Like, who cares about this community that makes tons of money because climbers from all of the area come up to climb this route because it's so accessible? Like. We did, you know, they, I guess my problem with, I, first of all, I, I think what they did was totally fine, but I definitely see the argument against them because it's just, it's not there yet. It's not their decision to make. It's up to the community. And, and that community in that case might even be that city that like hosts those people to come in and yeah. just to be like, well, we're super good. We crushed this climb and we've got time. So we should take down the bolts. Like, I agree that there was definitely an argument to be made for taking him down, but you can't just decide like on the fly, like. Uh, well, we should just take them down now. It seems like the better middle ground would have been to create a bolt route that was still challenging, but not a cakewalk, you know? And again, yeah. they had no right to and make the decision, but... That's part of what they did. They they left certain bolts in areas for repel. Oh, I didn't catch that. I thought they small out. Uh, so that's interesting. I, 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 I So I, I feel like I took a dump on this podcast up front, but that's just because, again, I didn't understand why people were so upset because i, d- I don't it's okay do to be this. wrong andrew it's, i know it's fine well it's yeah fine no, I, I, it's, completely it's, wrong about not yes. liking the podcast yeah i i didn't say i didn't like it here's what i want to say is <laughs> the guy came off to me wrong because i didn't like how he's trying to compare himself to this i was like fuck off dude just let this guy have his moment he has a very cocky humor he likes to make uh, a lot of cocky jokes mm. i don't think i think maybe half the time is he serious if not less than that but maybe he, that's what it was a lot of climbers like I, I think maybe there's a good amount of professional climbers that just have like this cocky like i don't know like kind of pushy attitude that goes Bravado. with that area yeah and it's really it's i thought it was. Funny. you know what really got me you know what put me in that mindset his intro was terrible his freaking intro was really you bad like this, yeah where he just talks to i don't himself. like the intro either He's oh, like, I thought you were talking about the song. No, not the, the song wasn't good either, but uh, the, <laughs> the, the song's the, so good. Okay, Hayden, you're excluded from this circle jerk, all right? <laughs> 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 but 
but it's too I don't know. Long. He, it's he was too, too loud. Yeah, and he was just talking about himself. Anyway, I, I'm sure people listen to this podcast and they're like, Andrew thinks he's like this messiah of random facts and tangents. Fuck Andrew. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure him and I would get along in person. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily a bad host. I think he did a really nice job facilitating the conversation. And I will say, overall, I think it's a good podcast. I know it doesn't come off like that. But that was shit I would never have known about had I not listened to this podcast. It was crazy. Like like I said, I was fascinated by the story and the climb. And the, I learned a lot that like, I didn't. Like, again, no clue that drama existed in the climbing community. That is insane to me still. I never would have guessed that there's this level. Of course there is, though. Communities always have drama. And I guess I'm trying to, I guess I'm kind of getting into final thoughts here. So I'll just wrap it up with my final thoughts and then we'll just make this my final thoughts. But overall, I think it's a good podcast. I don't think it's that horribly produced. Like his early episode that I listened to is kind of like, you know, you're figuring it out. Like you have to figure out how to podcast. Uh, but overall, if you like climbing, if you're interested in climbing, if you want to hear some crazy stories, I think it's, there's in my, I, I think there's not really an alternative. I think he really does a nice job. He, he clearly knows a lot of people and a lot of really talented climbers and gets a really interesting angle on their stories. And I, again, I, I didn't know anything about Patagonia and I learned a lot about uh, how uh, fratty outdoor companies get their names. It's all apparently from Patagonia regions. Uh, so uh, overall, I, I do think it's a good podcast. It is list totally listenable. He caught me in a bad mood probably and also i just overall though i think it's totally listenable totally a good podcast and if you are interested or like climbing like i said this is this is one for you get it like i wouldn't if i would recommend it to all the climbers i know that's how much i think it's quality like the quality is definitely there end of sentence and i wonder if what you were hearing as much was like like there's a big age difference between them right like i think yeah kennedy at that point was 22 and I, I mean, I don't know how Chris Kalus is, but I, I bet he's like approaching 40s at that point. So yeah, I wonder if there's just like, I don't know, he's got like a lot more experience behind him and whatnot. But oh, you know what was yeah. one problem? Now that you're saying that, what? they didn't mention Aaron Honnold once. <laughs> Alex Honnold. Oh, Alex Honnold. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name is, they didn't mention Alex Honnold one time. What kind of podcast is this? What kind of climbing community doesn't mention Honnold? Seven back in 2012. Times. I don't know how big Alex was back then. Maybe he was. Like, oh, I heard about him all through Collins and College. Oh, yeah. That's pre Don Wall. I don't know. Hayden's got the yeah. lineage here. Yeah, I think that was pre pre free solo as well, just to be fair. Huh. I still, I don't know what year it was. I still remember seeing the. There's a great climbing. I actually followed it on Reddit still, a climbing community on Reddit called R Climbing. And there's, of course, a climbing circle jerk subreddit. <laughs> which i like more and they don't call them upvotes on the climbing circle jerk reddit they call them up honolds so that's all i know baby alex honold or die <laughs> did you listen to the the taps episode you know, i didn't get to it i oh, okay, sorry okay. yeah I, I i wish i would i probably like should because i feel like this guy deserves another shot of my attention <laughs> me not being an arrogant asshole and in a bad mood listening I, I'll try. I'll try to get back to it. The taps oh. episodes are harder because they have like it's yeah, full it's and full of climbing jargon. Like it is nonstop jargon jumble. I should have added this to my final thoughts is it's hard to listen to in a way if you don't know anything about climbing. Because I thought I knew a decent amount just hearing you two discuss it. And there are things they're saying I was like, You just made that word up. Like that's not 
there's no way that's what people say. I can't, I wish I would have wrote it down, but I was in the car when I was listening to the episode. But there's some things I was like, I, you guys totally. could be no, well, there's lying. a whole world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like anything. Just know? like any sport. I, well, I, I guess most sports, right? There's like, once you get into it, there's like so much more. Oh yeah. I, I mean, like climbing's worse. I feel like climbing has yeah. so many fucking terms. Yeah. Yeah. I fit. I, For the I, jargon, a hundred percent. Jargon's pretty gnarly. The jargon was tough. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good hockey jargon, but, uh, totally twisted my noodle and hit top titties with my fucking laser. <laughs> see but i totally know what you're talking about see that yeah it's pick upable the noodle is your stick with a high flex and or a low flex oh, i thought it was your dick no no you're you, people people <laughs> with a low flex sticks call them noodles because low mm. flex flex sticks bend really easily more so when you're hitting if only there was a hockey podcast we could listen to when you're hitting top titties with your noodle you know you're you're fucking like really good at hockey man you're screaming let's go like crazy Let's go. Let's All right, go. I guess I'll get my final thoughts next. Uh, yeah, I think Chris Kaluth, great host. He's I don't I I was curious if you guys would mention his voice. I feel like his voice is like an eight or a nine on the Roman Mars scale. I think he's got a it's like a nice nice uh melodic monotone. It's it's good stuff. I'll give you that. I I even his story episodes I think feel like might be kind of hard to listen to if you're not a climber. They just throw around jargon like it's like it's their business. Because it is, and they have no idea what's jargon and what's not at this point, because they're so deep into it. And so, like, especially the taps episodes, I remember listening to those really early on in my climbing, and I was just like, I had to turn it off. I was like, I just, I don't know what the fuck you're talking. About. But if you've been climbing and you've been outdoor climbing, you kind of know what what's up. The taps episodes are so good. It's just all about etiquette and what what they think is in and what's out. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of them just ranting about climbing, and then some of them are so funny. So I highly recommend. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. I I love his podcast. It's about you, Aiden. It's definitely a niche podcast. I kind of knew that going into it, but I think niche podcasts can be good when you're trying to get into something. When I haven't been climbing for a while and I'm trying to get stoked about climbing, I I, I definitely listen to the Normal Cast. I I haven't dived into any of the other climbing podcasts, but this one really hits the bill. You know, it hits all the points you want to talk about, and they've got all the big stars and talk about all the things. I, I think definitely on the Roman Mars scale, 10 out of 10 voice. I wish my podcast voice sounded that beautiful and melodic. I think they do a really good job of uh, sponsorships as well. On the TAPS episode, they basically just have a, a distiller who's like their friend who liked their episode, and they, they send them a bottle of scotch for the episode, and they just sit around and drink scotch all day and talk. And that's the kind of sponsorship I think we should have. I would love does that. Get pretty, <laughs> does get pretty jargony. You know, they, they talk about really deep things and red pointing the the spicy chas piles to get to the top and none of those words would make any sense if you weren't like in yeah i just but, blacked out um, a little bit when you said that very entertaining i think it's a good story podcast a good niche podcast and a good story podcast yeah we haven't done a lot of niche stuff or niche is how i've been corrected a billion times and i think it's valuable to do it sometimes i mean i guess yeah. We did we did binge mode. That's uh, I mean that's pretty pop culture, <laughs> isn't it? I was gonna say Harry Potter is a niche, not really. Uh, yeah, climbing could, is like anti pop culture. That's sort of true. Yeah, but there are these weird celebrities in the climbing community. You know, like Alex Honnold, where oh, people go crazy for them, right. I mean, a little bit, right? Yeah, totally. then the explosion. Yeah, so. I think I think we do our community a service by uh, by touching a niche podcast here and there. I think we every once in a while, and I, I again, 
even as someone who knows jack shit, I still overall enjoyed the podcast because I learned a lot, and I like learning. <laughs> well, Andrew, what are we listening to next week? What are we listening to next week? I think it's time to have the ultimate showdown circle jerk of Apple versus Android, PC Master Race versus Mac. We're going to Cortex, baby. Oh, man. Yeah. Let's go, we'll editor. Better. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, hi. Are we doing this? Or when are we starting? I think we're ready to go. Never.